Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast where we talk about your adventure travels from backpacking to expeditions. I'm your host Chris and today we have Kellen on the show from Highlander.ba. He's going to talk to us, to us about some adventures in Bosnia, some hiking, rafting, canyoning, via ferrata and for a country that has unfortunately seen war in the, in the recent past, in today's world your only threat really is pickpocketing. So, with direct flights serving from London to their capital, and as things grow and expand, I thought now's a pretty good time to have a chat about an adventure in Bosnia. So, with no further ado, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and let's get straight into it. Hey, Cannon, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. And you? I'm bloody well, thank you very much. Um, so... We are going to be talking about Bosnia today, and I've just hit record a bit suddenly in our sort of pre-podcast chat because, a bit of background listeners, I heard Kenan on the Amateur Traveller podcast, which is a podcast that I highly recommend each and every single one of you to go and listen to and subscribe, and Kenan's Bosnia episode there is fantastic, um, and he talks a lot more about, <laughs> there's no need for shifty eyes, Kenan, it genuinely is, <laughs> it touches upon a lot of uh, culture uh, and things to do in the country, not just the sort of adventure that we focus on here. He tells a great history lesson there in why it's called Bosnia and Herzegovina. Um, and I was just joking that Croatia is completely, um, uh, I probably shouldn't use that phrase, uh, blocked, let's just say blocked, <laughs> um, Bosnia from any ocean. And you said there's an interesting history lesson. So should we kick off with that? Why not? So, um, uh, well, Bosnia was part of the Ottoman Empire still. Uh... So Venetian Republic was basically controlling the Croatian seaside, what's Croatian seaside today, called Dalmatia. And um, there was also Dubrovnik, which is extremely popular, especially with British tourists. And Dubrovnik was a republic. So for a very, very long time, actually of all South Slavic countries, Republic is the longest living independent country as a city-state. But they were rivals to the Venetian trade routes. So, in order to protect themselves from Venice, who always wanted to invade them, Dubrovnik had a cunning plan, and they basically sold two small strips of coast on two sides of Dubrovnik's borders to Bosnia, to Ottoman Empire, well, to Bosnia province of the Ottoman Empire, in order that they have this tampon zone between them and the Venice. So, basically, Venice couldn't invade them from land. And that was back in... What was it? It was late uh, 17th century. And oh, basically wow. since then we, ha we had two small strips of coast, but uh, only after the Second World War, Montenegro actually kind of took this uh, other part that we had. And just three years ago, our parliament signed it off and said, it's okay that Montenegro took it. No. So now we have only one. And out of interest, do you have a nice bit of coastline there that you can go yes, to the beach have, or is it just a port? Uh, no, we have. We have incredible 24 kilometers of uh, seaside. So That's impressive. <laughs> yes. One small town called Neum. Um, not too pretty, but it's okay. You know, especially in Corona time, that's the only place where we can go to the seaside. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because if you're listening to this in the future, we are recording this uh, in amongst the coronavirus pandemic. So, um, so yeah, I imagine it's quite a... It's, it's taken its... Um, it's much more appreciated. Now. Yes, like everywhere prices are dropping because people want tourists to come, but in Neum prices are soaring because it's so small and it's a tiny piece of land and whole Bosnia is just going there. <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah. But um, but anyway, so, so now that we've got that pretty cool history lesson out of the way, um, let's talk more about adventuring in Bosnia. So this is um, uh, the, actually with the release schedule. Although I've released a, a few, uh, I've recorded a few of these so far. Uh, you're actually going to be the first sort of sort of like a five recommended things to do in Bosnia um, uh, adventure <laughs> type of conversation. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Bosnia is massively on my list of places to go. And it should so, be on everyone's. It should be on everyone's, yeah. And we were talking about, last night, we were, we were talking about um, uh, Slavic languages. Yes. <laughs> and you said uh, Serbian and Croatian and Bosnia are, are all very similar, but if you're going to learn one, you might as well have one with a bit of melody, you said. Yes, so, exactly. So it's it's the top of the, the countries, eh? <laughs> but, um, definitely, definitely. It's we might objective have... opinion. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Um, but uh, we might as well just dive, dive straight into it. I was thinking we could probably kick off with three hikes to recommend. Um, and I'll leave it to you. Did you want to talk about some smaller ones first, or did we want to just um, start off with that whopper whopper hike? Let's start with a big one. Let's start with a big one. Okay, go. What's so, it called? No, uh, it's called Via Dinarica. So Via, obviously, the route comes from Latin, and Dinarica, uh, named after the Dinaric Mountains. In English, I believe they call them Dinaric Alps, uh, but we call them Dinaric Mountains, and um, it's basically. Uh, 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 ultra hiking trail that starts in Slovenia, basically where the Dinaric Mountains start, just after the Alps, and goes all the way down into Albania where Dinaric Mountains end. Uh, it's 1,300 kilometers long, and there's three routes. So uh, we're going to talk about the most beautiful one, obviously the white route, the mm. middle one, because it goes over the biggest mountains, over the highest peaks, and um, it is the most developed one as well, and it is the prettiest one, to be honest. And I think um, just just for people listening as well, um, it, so it's it's blue, green, and white, isn't it? Or, yes. Yes. So, so. Uh, blue, green, and white. Yes. The, the blue one, blue because of the seaside, because it goes very close to the coast. The white one because of the snow, so on the high mountains, and the green one is further up north, where the mountains are smaller and covered by forests. So that's why green. And for anyone who wants to listen to this um, whilst not driving. Uh, I will put the link to uh, to this in the show notes, so you can kind of follow along with the map. But um, but but yeah, carry on. Sorry. All right. So basically, um, the best part of Via Dinarica is the middle part, and that's right here in Bosnia. <laughs> uh, I know I sound a little bit um, subjective, but uh, this is the uh, opinion that I've heard from true hikers, from people who actually hiked the whole Via Dinarica, mm. and. You know, it's something that I would recommend to anyone who is into these big hikes. Uh, it's been recommended by the biggest uh, outdoor magazine, so like outdoor magazine by National Geographic and so on, like the best new uh, hiking trail or uh, as the best new adventures and so on. And honestly, it is fantastic. Like people who came here, they compare it to um, Teararoa in New Zealand, for example, like an Apurna Trail in Nepal or Inca Trail in, in Peru and so on. And... What people find here, they simply don't expect it. Now, reason why I believe Bosnian part is the best one is because it is most diverse. So I could go on from country to country and tell you what you will find there. But uh, it's pretty much going to be, uh, let's say, one theme in each country. In Croatia, it's going to be dry mountains, quite close to the seaside, not a lot of forests. In Montenegro, it's going to be big rocky peaks, similar to the Alps. But only that. In Bosnia, you're going to get everything. Um, 
So when you start your hike, you're going to start on, on Dinara Mountain, which gave name to the whole Dinaric Mountains range. And it's going to be like walking on the highlands, uh, not very ridgy, a bit of forest. And then you go on a big ridge of Kamishnitsa Mountain. Now, it's a huge ridge overlooking the biggest karst field in the world. And the view itself is just fantastic. So on one side, you have Croatia, you see the islands, you see Adriatic coast. And on the other side, you see all the biggest Bosnian mountains. And it's just fantastic view, especially like in the spring, if you still get a bit of snow and it's, it's, it's fantastic. And then you go down and then you go over the other mountains. So the, right in the middle of Hovia Dinarica, you get Čvrsnica. It's like very high plateau. And then you cross this mountain, so in the same day, you can be on Pren, which has big rocky peaks, just like the Alps. Mm. You cross from Pren, you go to uh, Bielashnica mountain, you're on the edge of the deep, uh, second deepest canyon in Europe, Rakitica Canyon, which is completely wild. Wow. And you're walking on a very meadowy highlands. So this mountain is like very, um, very hilly, I would say, very, very... Mm, rolls. Quite very right. rugged. Yeah, rolls. Yeah. I kind of imagine it like Scottish highlands. Now imagine oh, okay. the same day you were on Pren, you were in the Alps, and you know later that afternoon you're in Scottish Highlands. <laughs> and then good. from Bielashnica you cross to Visočica mountain, which just has these big razor sharp ridges, and you walk on those ridges. Um, and then it continues all the way to the border with Montenegro, where with a, a hike to the highest peak of Bosnia called Maglic, the foggy peak, and mm. uh, with a view of the huge heart shaped lake. And it's just like a big finale to, the, to this whole amazing uh, hiking experience. And um, it is something that I would recommend everyone to do, at least a little bit of it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's what is way onto my list to do the whole thing. But uh, maybe more realistically, it would just be the Bosnian section for, for a uh, bit. You can, and start, then... you can start with that and then continue later on. <laughs> well, precisely, yeah. So, because... Unfortunately, life gets in the way. Yeah, I think if we oh. all if we all won the lottery and then someone just went and go, I mean, <laughs> I, could... I, I'm involved in in uh, a little bit uh, in the development of Via Dinarica here in Bosnia, and I never hiked. You know, in in um, in one go, I never went through it. I mean, I did all the parts, but never in one go. So yeah, yeah, life gets in the way. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the first one. It's good to open the show with a bang. I think. Um, if we just wanted to go to Bosnia, uh, we were there for maybe two weeks and we wanted to do do two different hikes, maybe one or two days each. Uh, which ones would be up there on the list? <sighs> one or two days. Uh, there is one hike which is very, very popular with the locals and uh, also probably the most popular with the uh, foreign tourists. Um, it's hike from Umoljani village to Lukomir. So Lukomir Highland village, that's how we call it. Uh, it is the highest, most isolated village in the country. and oh, has wow. amazing history. Uh, basically, uh, goes all the way back to the Bosnian kingdom. And uh, I can tell you a big historical story, how uh, Grand Duke of Bosnia was in a fight with the king of Bosnia and how these people ran away over there and started their village to live in peace. A village called Lukomir, Lukamira, harbor of peace, literally meaning. Oh, wow. So, but this hike is just fantastic. It offers absolutely everything. So you start from uh, Umoljani village. It's also a medieval village. One of on a map, where are we placing it as well? It, it, are we in the nor north, middle or south? Uh, kind of middle Bosnia. So south, um, uh, southwest from Sarajevo, 50 kilometers. Right, okay. okay. So 
you start from Umoljani village. It's a medieval village. It's a cent kind of it's one of the oldest villages there. And right in the beginning, you start from the UNESCO World Heritage Site, which is uh, Dolovi Necropolis. So you have a medieval necropolis protected by UNESCO, which is uh, kind of kind of necropolis which only appears in Bosnia nowhere else. So it's very characteristic for medieval Bosnia. You start from there. You have historical story, and then you go through this village, through one amazing valley, and you get a one legend uh, how the village came to be, the legend of the dragon of Umoljane. So it's not dragons only in China, and it's not false dragons like in, in Hollywood movies, you know, breathing <laughs> fire and flying. That's, that's false. You know, real dragons, they're like big snakes, just like in China. Yeah. And, uh, but you have to come to hear the story. It's quite, quite interesting. And then on the edge of this field where you have this meandering uh, stream going on, right at the edge, there's a big waterfall, cascading waterfall. And that's where you get the first view of Rakitica Canyon, so the second uh, deepest canyon in Europe. And it's much more interesting than the deepest canyon in Europe. And um, you, then you hike on the edge of the canyon all the way uh, up to, the, to Lukomir village. And then going back, you can do the circular hike or the same way. But the point is that in this hike, you get history, you get legends, you get... Uh, amazing food prepared by the locals in these villages so they will literally go into their gardens pick out potatoes you know peel them off cook them and you know make pita for you so you get the whole bosnian experience here and the good thing with bosnians is we're very friendly we're going to talk to you so you can even go in the kitchen and cook with them if you wish so it's very relaxed over here perfect so that's one hike I said it's popular, but don't expect nothing like the Alps. Don't expect, you know, big lines of people or anything. On the hike to Lukomir village, you will maybe meet someone on the trail. Probably no one. In the village, you will, you know, meet someone, definitely. Yeah. But wherever you go in Bosnia, and this is one big, big plus for hiking in Bosnia, is you get the mountains for yourself. You don't, you're not overwhelmed by people. If you meet someone, they're just going to pass by, and it's not like very often that you're going to meet someone. So you're going to get your wild experience. You're going to get the mountain for yourself, even if you choose very popular routes. Yeah, and, and it seems that, it, that, that ha it's becoming harder and harder to find places that are secluded exactly. and, and feel like you're having an adventure. So exactly. it's nice and, to have a place like that. Yes, and Bosnia is perfect for that. If you want to make that into two days hike, then you just you know cross across the canyon to the other side and do uh, ridges of Vysočica. So... Imagine hiking on a ridge. So there's like four ridges connecting to one peak called Vito. And uh, you just choose two ridges, make a circular route where while you're walking whole day, literally whole day, you have 360 degree views all around you. Wow. And just perfection. Yeah. You know, a canyon, which is more than a kilometer deep on your right side, on your left side, you have the view all the way to Montenegro. And so that's, let's say, one hike or you can make it one or two days. Uh, the other thing that I would I would recommend uh, is Preñ Mountain. So uh, we love it so much over here that we call it Planet Preñ. So it's it's not a mountain; it's a planet. It's separate. Planet. Sounds like a resort or something. <laughs> no, it's completely wild. Uh, so Planet Preñ is named after Slavic god of thunder. So just like you imagine Thor. Everything that you know about Thor with a hammer and uh, lightnings and all of that, that's uh, Perun in Slavic uh, mythology. 
and the mountain is named after him, obviously, for a lot of uh, thun- uh, lightnings and so on. Mm. But uh, it's, a, it's a mountain where you get uh, very deep alpine-like valleys, uh, very big rocky peaks, and a place where you, know, you can get lost for a month if you wish. But staying wow. there at least two days really gives you a completely, completely feeling of... You just feel that you're in the wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Starry nights, that sort of thing. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and maybe we could we could add one more hike there, and it's the hike to the highest peak of Bosnia, Maglic, which, uh, depending how you do the route, you can you know cross borders. There's not going to be border checkings, so it's right on the border with Montenegro. So if you take the standard route, you're going to start in Bosnia, go through Montenegro, go back to Bosnia, then go back into Montenegro to come back again to Bosnia. <laughs> and, <laughs> The thing about that is, you know, you hike, you get the highest peak of Boston, you get amazing views with the Sutjeska Canyon below you. But while you're going down from Maglic, if you're doing the circular tour, you're basically going down 800 meters all the time looking at this huge uh, heart-shaped lake, which is blue and maroon and green and this has this amazing color. And it just, uh, you know, you're there and you feel like you're in a photoshopped photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's literally my. I've done it many times, and every time I'm there, I'm like, "This is this is impossible. This is impossible that it exists. It's so pretty." And the good thing is, it's not spoiled. It's wilderness, and you can enjoy it by yourself. Some fantastic photo opportunities, and oh my god, yes. So I, I imagine this would be like uh, what's Cherak Bolten or Prekestulen or uh, Trolltunga for Norway. This is what it's for Bosnia. You know, this photo with this lake. Yeah, I was going to say, um, actually, when, when you were talking about having that seclusion on that hike, I was mm. going to compare it to Trotanga because that's a beautiful hike. And thankfully, I did it in November. So it really was me, two other people and the guide taking us all the way there. But in the summer, she was saying it's, it could be up to four hour queues to, to get oh. onto the tongue and have the picture I've right in the height that. of summer. I've done that a few years ago in September, so it wasn't as crowded, but um, here you're definitely not going to get any crowds. No. You're going to get some wind in your ears, the view oh, of the forest, yeah. birds around you, <laughs> the emotion crickets. in your body. Oh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. So we've smashed out some pretty good hikes there, um, and I'm certainly, you know, if I could, I'd be right on um, Skyscan. I'm looking for a plane ticket to Bosnia at this point because hikes are my thing. But expanding on the adva- adventure topic, let's talk about rafting. If we wanted to, to to either be trying something new and we usually do hikes or we, we love going rafting and we want to go to that part of Europe, where would you be recommending to go and, and what sort of things would we do? So most of the people... Uh... In most of the tourists who come to Bosnia, they tend to stay around Sarajevo and Mostar. And a great place for rafting is right in the middle. So uh, halfway uh, to Mostar, there's a small town called Konit, and it's kind of becoming uh, Bosnian Chamonix for hiking <laughs> and adventure opportunities. And um, uh, Neretva River flows through it. So Neretva is the second biggest uh, tributary of the Adriatic Sea. And uh, the upper part of Neretva has great opportunities for rafting. So it's uh, mostly class three rapids. And uh, you go through two, two canyons. You go uh, next to the confluence of Rakitnica River. So where this uh, Rakitnica Canyon ends and, and Neretva Canyon starts. And um, 
it's very popular and it's quite easy because you know you can even get kids you can get people who don't have rafting experience and it's it's very much fun you get opportunities to jump you get you know there's one part in the small canyon the first canyon you go through where you go so you have big rocky walls on both sides and then all of a sudden on the right side you have two waterfalls coming out of the rocks falling into the river and obviously wow. you know you're gonna steer your uh, raft right under the waterfall <laughs> so you know everyone gets splashed or and it's just fantastic, fantastic place to do if you're around Sarajevo and Mostar. Mm. But if you want the best rafting in Bosnia, you go to the furthest northwestern part of Bosnia, to Una National Park. So Una River, uh, Una means one. The legend says that Roman soldiers, when they conquered the Illyrian Kingdom, uh, when they saw the river, they said, this is, you know, Una. Uh, it's the only river like that. It's, it's oh, just wow. the color of it is just indescribable. And this is where you get the best rafting in Bosnia because you have class five rapids. Wow. So if you start, for example, most of the raft, rafting trips, they start from Shtabachki Buk, which is the biggest waterfall on the, on the river, which is 30 meters. You don't want to go rafting there. You can jump if you're crazy enough. Uh, <laughs> but the second, second um, waterfall is nine meters tall. So it goes like 30 meters, nine meters, six meters, and four meters. So you start from this nine meters waterfall and the raft is six meters long. So imagine if you go rafting, like literally you're going to be falling nose down straight for three meters before, you know, the raft uh, straightens itself and then continues. So it is very, very much fun. And I would definitely recommend because it's an area that's not so much popular, not yet discovered, and you're going to love it. The nature there is, is just perfect. Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to love it. <laughs> yeah, especially like a lot of people go to Plitvice National Park in Croatia, you know, the, those little lakes yeah. in Croatia and so on. This is just across the border. So oh. you just cross into Bosnia and go rafting there. So you're going to have fun. Oh, wow. So we're, we're, we're doubling up on this one. So if you're even in Croatia in that, and that's a super popular place to go to as well. Exactly. It's yeah. not far to go and do that. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like less than one hour drive from Plitvice to, to the start of the rafting in Bosnia. Mm. So it's Perfect. very close to the border. And actually, you know, a lot of British uh, tourists, they go to Croatian seaside. And getting into Bosnia is very easy because Bosnia is just a few kilometers away from the seaside. You know, Croatia just, you know, they took that part. They don't allow us to go to the seaside. <laughs> yeah. so basically, just you just, you just want to enjoy the sand. You know, the, the area around Dubrovnik, from Bosnian border to the beach, there's, it's literally one kilometer. <laughs> one kilometer. <laughs> <laughs> and people from Trebinje, so the further, the southernmost city in Bosnia, people actually walk across the border. They go to the beach, and in the evening they walk back home across <laughs> the border. <laughs> it's so close. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah it's infuriating. It, and the thing is, if you look on the map, that border just gets thinner and thinner and thinner, and it's just taking the piss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the end, it's just yeah, like sticking the middle finger up to Bosnia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like don't. like siblings that are and the ones it's been like being... that for 300 years so yeah We're okay with it yeah uh, you know you might as well adapt right perfect so we smashed out some hiking and some rafting let's get into our final recommendation which will be some via ferratas i didn't know if you if there was one major one you wanted to recommend or if there's a particular region or or a set of different difficulties uh there's plenty so there are small ones, especially down south in Herzegovina. There's a couple 
uh, small ones which are really great. I'm gonna talk about one in Blagaj because Blagaj is very popular with with tourists and people see this. I even talked about it in the podcast with with Chris. Um, so Blagaj is a place uh, which is very popular for uh, culture, even religious tourism and so on. You have this big cliff and the whole river just comes out of the cliff. It's the biggest water source in Europe. But just around wow. it, on that cliff, uh, you have Via Ferrata called Vulin Potok. So starts easy, you go, you go into a small canyon and then you have this amazing Via Ferrata to this dolomite uh, rocks and climb slowly all the way to the top of this cliff where this... You know, river starts, and on top of this cliff, there's a medieval castle, uh, which was the seat of the Grand Duke of Bosnia. So you go there, you have the view, and then you go easily, you go back down and, uh, you know, have fresh fish, grilled fish for lunch or whatever. But this uh, is quite a short but fantastic little Via Ferrata, which you can do if you're in Mostar and then, you know, going around the area, touring around the area. And this is a great thing if you want to do some adventure, especially if you're in Mostar. I'm saying this because you get a lot of tourists in Mostar who don't stay there. You know, they go from Croatian uh, coast, they just go into Bosnia on a day trip to Mostar and that's it. Stay the night and then do that via Ferrata. You're going to love it. It's just fantastic. It's beautiful. You get such nice views. You get even culture, even great food and everything surrounding. So that would be the small one that I would recommend. But now there's two big ones. Big one on Mountain Preng, which I do not recommend that you go by yourself. And these two do not go if you're not experienced. So the big one on Preng climbs to uh, Osobac Peak. So you start from, it might be like 1400 meters. And it goes to the peak, which is above 2000. And uh, you just have uh, around 800 meters of Via Ferrata there goes a little bit up and down so you get a little bit more than the starting point uh so 800 meters and uh, it's like you have the ridge of this of this peak and you're on the ridge so all the time you have the views all around you uh, while climbing that and if you get a little bit cloudy conditions with no rain then it can become magical because you get all these rocky peaks sticking out and it looks like floating islands oh just wow beautiful oh you get the inverse clouds inverse yeah. clouds oh yes oh, we get wow that's yeah. massively any anyone who's listened to this podcast the whole way through will will know that that is something on my bucket list up there potentially higher than Northern Lights. Uh, I'll so, send you some photos and videos. Oh, like I kind of want them, but also kind of like you bastard. Like it's like, it's like teasing <laughs> me. But but yeah, go on. Like, definitely do it. But. Please don't do this one alone and definitely not if you're not experienced. So to do this, you have to spend night or preferably two nights on Preng Mountain. So if you want to do this because it's quite hard and even if you're experienced, you can easily get into the night and you don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Uh, the second one is quite new one. It's actually been opened just uh, this spring. It's on Velez Mountain. It's also close to Mostar, just south from Mountain Preng and east from Mostar. Uh, it's a little bit hard to get to um, because there's no public transport. But if you've got your car or a jeep, then you can easily get to. And it's uh, almost rock climbing. So you have the uh, Velez Mountain is basically a big rocky uh, wall. So I think uh, it's, I'm not sure, but I think it's the longest rocky barrier in the Balkans. 
where you just have it literally cut off. You have like uh, six to eight hundred meters cliffs for uh, sixteen kilometers wide, and um, have a. It's for for rock climbers. It's Mecca. It's perfect place to go. But this Via Ferrata was opened. Goes to the highest peak of Velez Mountain, and it's pretty much vertical all the time. So very exciting, very beautiful. And then you go on an old Austro-Hungarian trail to go back uh, around over the cliffs. Uh, again, something that you should not do if you're not very experienced, because you literally have parts which are just vertical walls where you really, really have to be uh, knowledgeable and have strength to actually continue all the way to the peak. Oh, of course, strength, because I think a part of me always writes off the Ephratis because you're, you're tied in and, it, and it's metal rung. So it's not quite using all of your forearm strength in the world to, yeah. to hold yourself. But then I suppose you still need an amount of strength to, to get your body up there. Yeah, definitely. And a head for heights yeah. in this one? Or just to understand yeah. how to control your phobia? Oh, <laughs> definitely head for heights. For those listening on audio, uh, Kenan just did a... Uh, uh, and I'm sure nods to the side guys as if say yes advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's there's a great story even uh, between these two mountains. So this is Pre named after Slavic god of thunder, and Velež is named after Slavic god of the underworld. And in the Slavic tradition, these two uh, deities were always fighting, and that's how they explain the changing of seasons. So you know, choosing these two via ferratas, these two mountains, also you get that cultural experience and yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, everything. In, what I like about Bosnia is when you're, you're obviously talking about adventure, and uh, you want that on your podcast. But when people travel, they need to get everything in, I believe. And hiking in Bosnia is not only hiking; it's definitely about people because whomever you meet, they're going to be very friendly. You're going to talk to them. When we meet someone in the mountains, we just don't pass by, and we definitely don't just say hi. We stop and we ask where you've been, what you're doing, where you're going, blah blah blah, and it all. That's just how we are, and you're going to love that. You, you hear this a lot um, when people go traveling away from Western culture. And obviously, the, the, the Balkan states are technically Western culture. Yeah. But there's definitely a, a different attitude over there. You know, just, just Even from, from all my friends who I know who have done it simply interrailing. It seems that you cross the Adriatic Sea, and just everything's just completely different and friendly and that you're already in that zone and you know I, I, I've uh, unfortunately I've not yet been to Southeast Asia and obviously that's a huge culture difference and um, it's just you know it's normal to have to, to have friendly people and, and you hear in so many different people's stories you know when they're traveling in Nepal or down in South America just people being friendly and welcoming you into their houses so yeah. so yeah it's I think it's important to remember that when people stop and they ask how you're doing in England, that would be quite invasive or weird. <laughs> and yeah, over there, they just... It's I mean, completely the opposite correct, here. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just because you're interested in the person who's yeah. out there hiking in your country. Exactly. Like, whenever I see someone, if he's foreigner, how did you like it? What do you think about it? Uh, you know, is, if they're on Via Dinarica, you know, what was the best part? What was the, the, That's why I know Bosnian part is the best part, because everyone says so. <laughs> Um, you're not you're not just like holding a gun under a coat or something isn't this the best part <laughs> <laughs> but, but um really uh, people who came here you know bosnia is not something that's on top of your bucket list uh and i've only met once in my life i've met a person whose first travel experience was bosnia oh. and um 
we're always, you know, after people travel all around the world, then, you know, they don't know where to go. Then they come to Bosnia. Let's see what's, what's over there. And then they get amazed. And, you know, I've had people from all over the world who traveled all over the world who compare what we have here with, you know, with uh, Andes in, in, in Peru, with Inca Trail, with, with the Rockies. Uh, you know, I've had uh, people who work in the Alps going up in the mountain and say, you know, this is prettier than the Alps, prettier yeah. than the Swiss Alps. Uh, I've had people come here and they say, you know, it can compare to the lower mountains in the Himalayas, to the lower ranges, not obviously the 8,000s. But um, yeah. it is definitely something special. Uh, we in Bosnia here, uh, we often tend to uh, underestimate what we have. Uh, we always think everything is better in the West and uh, we fail to see what's right, you know, in front of our noses. And um, when people from outside tell you that what you have is actually world-class destination, then, you know, probably it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, might, I, I might sound a little subjective, but, you know, Google it, uh, come, see, it's quite cheap now. You can come here very cheaply. And, you know, the best thing is Bosnia is cheap. Food is great and it's cheap and it's definitely not going to be GMO. It's all going to be freshly handmade because we're... Like, we've always been like that. We don't have big, massive productions. And uh, people are amazingly friendly. You're just going to love the experience. Just come and see. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, listen, I've got some wrap-up questions. Of course. Before we get into them, is there anything else we need to know about adventuring in Bosnia? Well, I would recommend one more thing, which is becoming quite popular last few years. It's canyoning. Uh, canyoning, yeah. Um, oh, wow. We have quite a few canyons, very interesting ones. So you can go very easy ones like uh, Biela Canyon, close to Jablanica. Then a little bit more interesting like Hrčavka Canyon, just uh, very close to the highest peak of Bosnia. So if you're in the area, there's always extras that you can add, you know. Uh, but if you really, really, really want a completely wild, crazy experience, like a little expedition, Rakitnica Canyon. So the second deepest canyon in Europe, which is completely wild, completely unspoiled. And if you go there canyoning, you have to do it for three days. Okay. So you have to carry tents, you have to carry your sleeping bags, your food and everything. And then you go canyoning for three days to go through this canyon. And like the middle part of the canyon, which is like 50 centimeters wide. So you're like touching two mountains with your hands at the same time. Um, it's called Jehennem, which means hell. So why what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that's but, fantastic uh, it is so imagine this you go three days uh, canyoning and then you get to the confluence of Rakitica river and then you jump into a raft and you go whitewater rafting to, till the first town it's yeah three day perfect experience you can't can't make it any better can't go know, wrong maybe take a paraglider and go into the canyon I don't know perfect uh, yeah I mean perfect. Bosnia is so small, it's so very small, uh, and you have so many things in this small area that wherever you are in the country, if you're into adventure, you're going to find something. So if you just want to make it, you know, you can go for a day hiking if you're in Lukomir, and then you say, you know what, I feel like canyoning. So right from there, you just go down, you're in the canyon, you go canyoning for a day or two or three days, preferably. Then you're like, I want to do rafting. You continue rafting, and it's all right there. It's like so very close so easy as well perfect so first wrap-up question all right is um season 
How do the seasons differ and what's the best season, in your opinion, to come and visit Bosnia? Depends what you like. We have all four seasons and you can do many things in many seasons. So uh, for hiking, if you ask me personally, it's fall. So end of September, beginning of October, but try to get the good weather. Mm. Uh, you can have rain, but if you get good weather, it's going to be perfect temperature. It's not going to be too hot and you're going to get the colors. Color of Rakita Canyon in, in, in beginning of October is just crazy. It's out of a Photoshop picture because it's like more than a kilometer deep and you literally get all the colors of the fall lined up till the peaks. Oh. It's, it's, I don't know, uh, you, can't, you can't make this up. So Beautiful. that's my favorite, favorite uh, time for hiking. Because in the summer, it's too hot. Like July, August, it's so hot. Like it gets 30, 35 easily, even in the mountains. And uh, if you don't have the wind, it's not very comfortable. Um, in the winter, obviously, snowshoeing. So the snowshoeing to Lukomir village or snowshoeing on Visočica, it's just fantastic. Or if you're into ice climbing, Preni is your mecca. Uh, in the spring, obviously, these easier hikes, like hike to Lukomir, is, is great. Uh, in the summer, go rafting, go canyoning. It's colder there. You have very cool. And it's the best time for that. The time, and it's definitely the best time for that. So um, whenever you come, you have something to do. And you know, we're a cheap skiing destination as well. So just thirty minutes drive from Sarajevo. Cool you have skiing. Ski centers, right? We had 1984 Winter Olympics here, so it's literally half an hour away driving from the town. So you come during the winter, just go for some cheap skiing. Wow, because so uh, of course, pump, it's not, it's that's not something. Uh, at least in the UK, Bosnia is not a place that, you know, you think to go skiing. You, know, you think either France, which um, I'm happily, happy to be proven wrong, but I think is overrated as a country. Sorry, everyone. Uh, um, <laughs> or you think like Italy or Austria um, or, or, you know, or Switzerland for, for skiing. You don't ever think Bosnia. Boston. Maybe people might go, oh, Norway for skiing at a stretch. Yeah, that's incredible. But, um, I mean, don't expect, uh, like, ski centers like in the Alps, obviously. So, uh, But we do have the southernmost downhill uh, pist in the world. So that's something. <laughs> but nice. for, some, for some cheap skiing, we're definitely a, a nice destination. And I miss skiing. So that's actually, that's, that's upped itself on the agenda to research. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. So... If we were planning on going to Bosnia and doing some adventures, what's one piece of gear that you'd recommend we don't forget? Oh, <laughs> hiking boots. <laughs> yeah, ankle support hiking boots. <laughs> yes. Um, trails in Bosnia, they're not what you're used to. Uh, they're, they're not constructed. They're wild trails and you're going to get, you know, single path, 20 centimeter wild wide uh, path that you can sometimes even barely see and a lot of people tend to come here you know in some very uh, sneakers or some very uh, light shoes and so on bring nice boots if you want it to be comfortable i've had a couple of years ago and there's one returning customer from uk and she says like she does these you know 30 35 kilometer hikes uh, around england easily i was like they were interested in one 10 kilometer hike. I was like, don't underestimate it. And they were like, no, don't worry. We do 30 kilometers easily. After 10 kilometers in Bosnia, they said, <laughs> you were right. 
don't forget your boots. I mean, everything can be done. We did a quite hard trail down into the canyon, out of the canyon and so on, but do not forget your hiking boots. Perfect. And then the last question, which is for you, Kenan, in all your time exploring Bosnia, if you could relive one moment, what moment would that be? Oh my God. <laughs> um, last, yeah, last year on Preny was one of the moments. So uh, it's a video that I'm going to send you later. It's the floating island of planet Preny. So uh, we were... Uh, we had a small group from uh, Sweden, so we were on mountain Preny, and it was perfect sunny day. And then all of a sudden, there was a cloud over us. A little bit of rain started, and we didn't know what to do. And I was like, "Okay, if you're comfortable with a little bit of rain, it's not dangerous. We're not going to have thunderstorms. We can go to the peak and then hope, you know, to see something, to have, you know, uh, maybe uh, a view open up." So we went up there, and literally, we just walked out of the clouds came to the peak and like everything was quite quite flat with the clouds and just these peaks sticking out all around you and like in the middle of the mountain you have twin peaks it's actually a logo of of, of our company highlander and uh, <laughs> it's like these twin peaks so you're standing on one peak and then clouds between and then right there across like 100 meters away is like this other peak just sticking out and that was just and it was sunset time it was, oh. it was incredible. And that moment, uh, yeah, I, I, I would like that moment every day. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that sounds breathtaking. Uh, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> I'll send you a video. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, well, listen, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. You just touched upon it just then as well. Um, if we wanted to find any more information about any of these adventures you talk, talked about today, where can we go? Uh, so obviously uh, Highlander.ba, so Highlander Adventures is our small company, so we're specialized in adventure travel as well as, well, we do uh, also the cultural trips and so on, but uh, obviously we're named Highlander Adventures. So uh, our, our policy, our, our philosophy is that we give to, the, to our guests what we experience in the mountains. So when we started the company, we said, how we do it, what we want, how we hike it, we're going to give that to our guests. So, you know, if I'm going there and I'm eating at Emina's place in the village, you know, Emina is a local in Lokomir, then we go with a guest and we're going to eat at Emina's place. And if we go exploring the country, we're going to explore it like, you know, I do it in my own free time. And uh, so far, people loved it. And, you know, I think it's the best way to show our country. Obviously, if you're interested in Via Dinarica and doing all via dinarica go to via dinarica dot, uh, dot com and you're gonna find plenty of information over there of course if you need any help you can always contact us at highlander and we're gonna be very happy to help perfect and as i said both of those links are going to be in the show notes too so you can have a little look have a little click down like i did as well and and enjoy what you see so yeah kenan thank you so much for coming onto the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure thank you yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, it's you know it's my pleasure to uh, show Bosnia uh, to other people, and I only wish that they would appreciate it uh, more, that they would be aware of it more. We have very bad image because of the war and everything, and uh, in the end, I just want to say it's a perfectly safe country. It's much safer than London, for example, uh, and you're gonna love everything here. 
So I really hope you enjoyed that episode. And from the sounds of things, I'm definitely going to love Bosnia when I go too. I just need to find the money and get a flight booked. But so many of those things we talked about today are up there on my list and I really want to get doing. So I hope they are for you too. Let me know what you think. btmtravelpod at gmail.com is where you can email me. Subscribe, follow and share it with a friend too to help us grow. But otherwise, I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you in the next episode.